Hey, Mutiny Radio listening audience. It's Monday at 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday since 2014. That's insane. Uh, um, hey, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're down here at mutinyradio.fm and .sf. The way the Joke Workshop works, the first eight comedians get four-minute sets and then four minutes of comments, take notes, and be nice. At three minutes, you'll hear a horn. I always like to do it on a punchline so it doesn't, like, fuck you up too much. Um, And then we give comments. And so everybody, be nice if you're, you know, if you have some real strong critique to say. um, Make it a nice shit sandwich. Make the bread taste good. Good toasted brioche bun on top and bottom. Maybe a little mayonnaise. Then the shit in the middle. Uh, That way it's more palatable, if you will. All righty. So our first, we have kind of a weird thing. Our first couple of comedians aren't here, so we're just going to move down the list. Put your hands together for your first comedian. It's AJD. Yay! What's up, y'all? How are you doing in the studio? All three of y'all, y'all can say something? Y'all can say something? All right, all right, all right. All right, a little bit about me. My name is Jay Plockety Damodaran. Uh, I know that's long. I like my name. It's uh, it's stalker proof. So I'm I'm never in like a crowded coffee shop or anything like that. And like saying my name, like oh shit, somebody's gonna look me up. So it's always always safe safe there. Um, yeah, I'm South Indian. Uh, my both my parents are very hard hardworking people. Um, my mom's an engineer. My dad's a physicist. Uh, and the only reason I'm not an acre baby is cause we didn't come here on a boat. So good times, good times. Uh, but yeah, I, I, is anybody y'all in the studio, you can, you can, you can tell me anybody know if they're a favorite kid growing up, you're a favorite kid. Okay. I, like, I never had that dilemma. I never had that dilemma. Cause, uh, I asked my dad, like we all do that thing at some point and be like, Hey dad, like which, which one do you like more? Do you like my brother more? Do you like me? Like, who do you love more? And uh, he shut that down immediately. He was his response was like, "That's a ridiculous question. How how could you ask something like that to me? I can't believe that you even think like that. I thought you knew. I hate both you and your brother equally." And I was like, "Okay, that th- that fucked me up for a while because I was like, I, Dad, I thought you were a capitalist. What happened to that? Like sharing hate equally? What what is this? Uh, yeah, he's such a capitalist, man. He he uh, he had two kids." And his uh, his communist dad had four. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, that, there's not much. There's not much there. But uh, uh, I, I try to work hard. I, I moved to uh, Oakland recently. Um, I have a job in Pleasanton, so I, I moved to Oakland. I moved into a house with three other women, and uh, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it it was weird, but like not so weird because. Uh, I just immediately got super anxious because they got me into true crime podcasts. Yeah, like I mean, I I also was super happy because I love it anytime like a stereotype is true. I think it's like an angel gets its wings anytime that's true. But um, yeah, uh, I I don't understand why women like true true crime podcasts because it's like y'all are losing in every one of these stories. Like you're just getting raped and murdered and shit. It's that's it's not good times for you. But then I realized it's like these podcasts are so you guys can get to be like better serial killers right that's 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 the whole point um <laughs> yeah i mean you just look at the ads it's like hello fresh i've been out murdering i i would like a snack i don't want a meal prep i can't hit the grocery store and like <laughs> fucking simply safe i'm out murdering hope my hope my crib is safe 
And better help, oh doctor, please help me. All this murdering is taking time away from my family. Please help me reconcile this. And Capital One rewards. All this murdering is quite expensive. I would like to get some rewards back. I'm, I'm gonna pay for this shit. Um, but yeah, uh, I yeah, I've been living in Oakland a little bit. I went to a bar recently, um, and uh, <laughs> that was not on a punchline. <laughs> Oakland has bars, yo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went to a bar recently, and um, they had a specialty grapefruit cocktail, and I was like, how is that a specialty? Come on, man. Also, you can get the juice. But uh, yeah, so I asked the bartender. I was like, yo. What makes this a specialty? What's so special about this drink? And he like leaned in like close after like making the drink. He was like, "We use fresh grapefruits." I was like, "Okay, that's a weird way to answer a pretty normal question." I just asked, "What's the specialty about this drink?" And but when he did that shit, the, the weird like the word that threw me off was "we," like, like why we? What what is this? okay? And the only thing I could think of was like the grapefruit technique. If y'all don't know what that is, then uh, <laughs> your girl don't love you. But it's basically when you fillet your man with a grapefruit and it uh it makes her all the better time so i was like is there just semen in this drink is that this true spe specialty you're not just you're just not telling people that's that's what's happening here okay but um i, th I think that's pretty much my time right all right y'all y'all been great thank you a jd everyone oh you stay up there you get comments all right i'll speak in the mic um so how are you doing pam hey good um in in white culture, AJ is a name. Not I know you're a J, mm -hmm. but AJ is a white culture name that is usually they shorten names. It'd be like Andrew Jackson, or, yeah. And so there might be something there to to like talk about names mm -hmm, for a second. Mm -hmm. That AJ versus a J, mm. something there. I don't know. Okay. I think hate is too strong a word for your dad, but he's with <laughs> both of you. Disappointed. I mean, he actually said that. I'm not. I'm not yeah, even but, paraphrasing. I mean, uh, there's gotta be. Then there's gotta be some because it was. It was pretty harsh. Oh, okay, but okay. disappointed, or maybe, maybe then it, there needs to be a bridge into the capitalism somehow that he hates you because you're, because he's a capitalist and you're Marxist weirdos. Something I don't know. Mm, okay. There's okay. something there about disappointment. I yeah. just. I was like, hate. Ah. Uh. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, you live with three women. I think it gives you an opportunity to make a list. Short lists, three weird things they do, three not weird things mm. they do. Like, because you can, you've oh, okay. already, it, it gives you the opportunity for number can because I, like, you mind, say three. Mind that a little bit more. Yeah, well, just threes are, there's a rule in comedy, there are three. And then yeah, you say yeah, three yeah. women. So if you follow it up joke structure wise with like three weird, uh, like a short list mm -hmm. on each, and it'll probably be too much, but at least like you're writing it out and you'll find other things in there when you okay. list things out. Because you gave, sure. you said, you said you said that, but then you didn't have give any examples. You're like, there's weird things about them, and then you didn't give any examples. So we're like, what oh, are the weird yeah, things? yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, the lead up for that usually it just I go straight into the true crime shit. I see. Yeah. Um, snack grocery store. There was a such there was a section where you were throwing punchlines, and I just couldn't understand them. I was like, slow down, um, slow oh, down. Okay. I don't know what snack grocery store. I, it, that whole section, those are the only words where I was like, what the fuck is he saying? Not that I know you wrote stuff down, and it's like there's something there. I just couldn't just understand it. Better. Yeah. yeah, and um, great whiff with the horn. If something weird happens, don't be afraid to acknowledge it. So that was really good. Yay. Okay. Who Thank else you. has comments? Uh, hey, good set, man. Um, the one thing that uh, I noticed is um, when storytelling give like some uh suspense so like when mm -hmm. you're at the bar and you ask like what makes a drink special just like he leans in leans into next to my ear oh why were you that close oh. it's covid and then just 
We mm. use fresh grapefruits. Just okay. make it sound like creepy or give him like yeah, a yeah, character. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. You know? But other than that, good set, man. Thank you. I was going to say in the beginning, too, when you have the, the name joke, uh, where you say, like, you know, it's like stalker proof. You could also go the other way and just be like, on the other hand, I also know exactly when somebody's looking for me because you don't find that name, like, by mistake, you know? Mm, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You, you've been looking for it's this. It's like you either, you either miss it up or you know exactly who you're looking for. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, a good yeah. point. And then, uh, oh, the other one, too, just, like, the Capital One thing where you're, like, saying the tags, like, well, I'm all out of murdering, so I need to go back and get more... Uh, Capital One uh, you know, rewards by getting garbage bags and saran wraps, yeah. knives, and other okay. murdering supplies. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then I think also too, um, with the grapefruit joke too, I just that kind of came out of nowhere for me. So I'd say maybe just like maybe rephrase the way the guy says grapefruit juice. Like it's like mm. maybe so you go like uh, you know it's like we made the drink using uh, the grapefruit trick. So you like just get a, get a little bit of a, a tag of it right away, and then they're like what? And then it's like the grapefruit trick, like fucking. The jerking off with the grapefruit yeah. fuck. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like a kind of like an illusion because it kind of came out of nowhere for me, but I don't know if anybody else. Do, do you know what the grapefruit technique is? I do. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. seen I've seen girls trip. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an Instagram. Uh, put yeah, your exactly. put your hands together, everybody, for a JD. Yay! <laughs> and also thank you for being flexible, a J. And um, just remember, everybody, that the way to get it done is to DM me because. Then I have everything in one place and it's time stamped so I know what's happening and I can be fair. Uh, your next comedian, did Kelly Evans come yet? Is he here, not here? Is Pratik here? Okay, good. Everybody put your hands together for your second comedian. Take notes and be nice for Pratik Kelly. Thank you, Pam. Uh, so last week we had Indigenous Peoples Day, but I don't think it should be called that. Not because I like Columbus, I hate Columbus. And I loved the sights when his statues were discovering the sidewalks across the country. I loved that. But I think because on that day he invaded the Native Americans, we should not call it their day. I think we should call an indigenous people's day when Columbus died. Or one day before he invaded. Because on that day we can tell them, okay, so today is your day, but tomorrow some immigrants are going to come will destroy their forests, take away your land, and do a great replacement that Fox News warns you about. So I think Fox News says the right things, but they're just five centuries late. Uh, but I can't help wondering that uh, if Columbus wasn't there, we would not have, we would have a, a healthier and a bigger Amazon forest, and we would not have Amazon.com. Like there would have been no Jeff Bezos if there was not Columbus which would have been paradise, right? But I also think that Columbus was the Jeff Bezos of his time. Because both of them, uh, both of them colonize distant lands through ships or spaceships. Both of them destroy their local livelihoods wherever they go. And both of them look exactly like villains in DC's fiction. Let me elaborate. So Jeff Bezos looks like Lex Luthor from DC's Superman. And Columbus exactly looks like that tyrant that we were being saved from in DC's Bill of Rights. Okay. So, uh, enough about assholes from the past. I'll talk about my friends in the present. So most of the friends I make here, they whenever they meet me, they talk about starting a tech startup, which is data-based, which solves the world's problems and makes us all super rich. 
If you see, all these words are whiter than the previous one, right? So I just say that, say to them that, why don't you start having avocados, go vegan, do some goat yoga, and be completely white. Um, no, but uh, but I think. Uh, what do I think? So I don't get the fascination about starting of startups because most of the days my mental health doesn't let me start up my day. Solving the world's problems, but I like that confidence that makes you that makes you say out loud that my one app will solve the world's problems. See, unless that app is maybe the French Revolution app which guillotines all the billionaires. I'm happy living my mediocre life and writing comments, bad comments about Jeff Bezos on Amazon.com. That was my time, thank you. Keep on singing. Keep on Put your hands together, everybody, for Pratik. Yay. So I didn't even get a chance to honk you. You did exactly three minutes, but that's not a problem. Three minutes is great. Um, so I think the two... Um, two big highlights of what you do. Your transitions are really good. So when you did that stuff from the past into the present, that sentence where you just bridged from one joke to another was really great. It's really smooth. And I don't know if you actually said the words goat yoga, but if you did, dear God, that is amazing. Like I was, the, the sound of it is amazing. Like it's, it's fun wordplay, goat yoga. It just sounds great. I put like smile. I was like, what? So. I would just say, slow down so I can hear those gems, because I'm sure there were some other like words that you stuck together that I would have found really, but I just slow down. Was it fast? I tried to slow down after the Yeah, it just still, my ear, so it's a, you know, I don't, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a voice, it's a cadence and it's a language thing. And mm -hmm. I'm just assume I'm the, a three-year-old dumb white child that you have to like speak really slow to, slowly to, and that'll, That'll let those, so that we can hear all the, uh, there was a lot of wordplay in there and I just couldn't get it all. Okay. But uh, that, those are my comments. I think Dan has some comments. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, def yeah definitely be a little more deliberate with your, st with your points and, and slow down a little bit. It's good. You had some really good ideas in there. Lots of good stuff. I, the, I think the Columbus Day thing, I think you could just get to it more quickly. Why, are we, why, why, why are indigenous people celebrating the day Columbus arrived? Right, like that's like that. You should be celebrating, and I love your idea of the day before that should be Indigenous Peoples Day. That's perfect. <laughs> and or or how about the day he died? You know, just like get to it more quickly. I think because hmm. that's just a, a good idea. So okay. just get right to it, kind of thing. But anyway, anyways, all, all really good. Thank you. All right, put your hands together for Pratikia. All right, uh, that's how the joke workshop works. Your next comedian is uh, lovely. He's kind of a pillar of the scene, and and he and he can roller skate like a motherfucker. Put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk! Yeah. What's up, snowflakes? I'm not saying shit about Columbus Day. Anyway, Colin Powell died. Boy, did he live long enough to become the bad guy, huh? Oh boy, you know, I'm starting to think COVID really is a conspiracy to uh, kill off minorities. I mean, uh, Dick Cheney's still alive. Dick Cheney, you guys remember, no, too young, got it. 
Uh, anyway, Trump had a fundraiser where he was saying, uh, you know, if you guys don't give me money, uh, you're deserters to my cause. And uh, I think that's a fair assessment. And it's not hypocritical either, because technically Trump was a draft dodger to the cause. Draft dodger. Anyway, I'm old enough to remember when Trump was so, just so rich, he didn't need anyone else's money. What happened to those days? What happened to those good old days? I guess the invisible hand has spoken to Mr. Trump on this issue. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Matt Goetz, their political action committee has also gone bankrupt. Uh, once again, the political hand of the market has spoken. I mean, the invisible hand. Fuck. Fucked it up. Invisible hand. That was supposed to be a callback. Put that in your notes, Dan. Anyway, why don't those two just... Why don't those two just fuck already? Just me? You don't feel the tension when they're on stage together? Uh, Apparently, George Takei and William Shatner are feuding again, this time over the money wasted, over going to space and everything. And were those two just fuck already? (laughs) Callbacks in the news. Uh, Tucker Carlson and Pete Buttigieg are also feuding. Uh, you know, Pete Buttigieg like actually served in Afghanistan several tours, and uh, Tucker Carlson was kicked off of Dancing with the Stars for because he couldn't do the cha cha. In any average dance off between a straight guy and a gay guy, I'm going for the gay guy every time, right? I mean, Pete can definitely do the cha cha, right? Anyway, would those two just fuck already? And I always like to remind everyone that uh, Tucker Carlson has argued in court that uh, no one is to believe him as a news source. So that's a fact. Oh, man, people are all talking about the reboot of Superman, right? And, uh, and the super gay man and super bi, super, I don't know, super, super verse. Could you imagine Superman living in a day like today, right? I mean... Clark Kent was a journalist. Now Superman would be like a TikTok star trying to like make the transfer from Instagram. Thank you. Uh, so uh, Hunter Biden's uh, art has been in uh, the news lately. Apparently he's some kind of artist and he got this big gig to show off all his art and everyone's like, hey, This is only because of his connections. He's not really that good of an artist. But have we learned nothing from Hitler, everybody? Have we learned nothing? All right, that's it. Thank you. The hot three from Matthew Quirk. Hot three. Hot, hot, hot. All current events, by the way. uh, Yeah, I only have have incredibly nice things to say. Um, Topical stuff, Lumberjack Man. The, all the callbacks were hilarious. The cha-cha dance joke stuff was great. The TikTok, Instagram, you were super topical. Like, there's everything was great today. Like, it was a, just a hot three and a half minutes. It was great. Yay. Yay, you. Uh, you could never... <laughs> what was the Clark Kent thing again? Clark Kent was a journalist, which is like a dead medium now. So Superman oh, okay. would have to be a... In, trying to figure out the way to transfer from Instagram to TikTok is the way oh, okay. I say. But I said TikTok too soon. Yeah, like a, there's like a simple misdirect there. It's like they could never do that today. Clark, the journalists, journalists. You know, it's just kind of like, 
like very the same observation, I yeah. guess. But anyway, quick, quicker to the point. There's another one you could do, which I thought of while you were talking, but you actually you can't do it because it's uh, it would be uh, George Takei, and why don't they why don't they have sex already? Him and Shatner. Yeah. That it's like well, only Takei is gay, but Shatner's Canadian, and uh, close enough. Yeah. But you could never do that. But you do look Canadian, so that could help. I could say oot a lot or something. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Any other comments? He did do great. Put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk. All right. Uh, your next comedian, I still haven't created a deck from those awesome cards. There are so many good white cards in there. I know. I didn't have time. I haven't had time to build a new deck. Um, but there's some white cards in there that I'm like, what does it do? Anyways, uh, your next comedian, uh, we dork out sometimes, play Magic the Gathering. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Hello. I saw the, the Superman thing. Superman's buy now. People are getting mad, but imagine seeing Superman being like he can fly, shoot laser beams out of his eyes, ice, breath. But being bisexual, that's just not realistic, you know? I don't... Uh, I I went uh, to karaoke Saturday night and I fucking crushed Tiny Dancer. Thank you very much. And this 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 beautiful woman came up to me after and she she came up to me and she grabbed my hat and she took it off my head, put it on her head and started dancing right in front of me. And I tell you, the thieves in San Francisco are getting brazen. They, they break into our cars, they infiltrate our homes, and now they are stealing the clothes from off of our backs, okay? Where does it end? I, I, I tried to reason with her. I, I, I asked, I begged for my possessions back. And all, no matter how good my argument was, all she could do was, woo! So I called the cops on her, all right? I told them that there's a pickpocket in the area. She hasn't left the sea of the crime. And I need you guys to get here quick before she falls off a table, cracks her head open, and starts bleeding all over my brand new hat. I I I <laughs> I would have I would have enjoyed that event a lot more if I wasn't dating anyone. Um, I can't I can't do stuff now that I go to a bar with my girlfriend. Well, I can't like I can't do stuff while she's there, right? She goes to the bathroom. I know I have a good 20, 25 minutes. I sprint across the street to a new place, all right? I just, I just want something fast, easy, no commitment, hot, cheap, cheesy. No pepperoni, though, okay? I'm, I, I keep kosher. That's a major turnoff for me. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's nice to have a girlfriend now because, like, I don't have to flirt with new people um, because, one, I hate new people. They're the worst type of people. And two, uh, I was never good at flirting with people in bars. I did all the things you're supposed to do. It just never worked out. Like, I would, I would buy people drinks. It is incredible how many women remembered that they had boyfriends the second after I bought them a drink. I wasted my gift on the bar crowd. I should have been going to nursing homes pouring vodka sodas for the Alzheimer's patients. Like, oh, oh, no, thank you. I have a boyfriend and a son and a daughter and six grandchildren. Thank you. No, I'll take the drink. You can leave now. 
That's, that's my old person impression. It's not very good now. But you give me 50 or 60 years to work on it, it is going to be so good. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the opposite of that thing now, like the, the, the buying drinks. Guys will um, they'll offer to buy my girlfriend a drink, which is a weird situation for me because on one hand, I'm, I'm a goddamn man, all right? You, you, uh, I have my pride. You hit on my girlfriend, I will fight you. But on the other hand, like, drinks are expensive. You know, maybe I have to go to the bathroom for a few minutes until she has a new drink in her hand. All right? I Look, it hurts my pride a little, but my ego's not worth $14 plus tip. All right? Um, I don't think I have enough to go into the rest of that part. Let's do random shit. I think it's weird that we're okay with people protesting circumcision. I think it's weird that there are people dumping fake blood on themselves and then yelling about how much they love baby dick, and everyone's kind of just like, okay with it. <laughs> All right, that's that's it. Thanks, guys. Josh Gotsky, everyone. Not realistic. No, you were fantastic. Um, that not realistic joke was great up front, and uh, you crushed a tiny dance. You heard us laughing the whole way through with the woo. And um, today you did like a really good job of relating to us. Like it didn't seem like it was a script, which was really neat. Like you were just talking about stuff and I enjoyed that. The only thing, I have two little things that you can maybe think about. You're trying to fuck the grand lady and she says grandkids and maybe you like try to get their TikTok or like you want to hit on the grandkids gotcha. thing. Um, so that could be a callback to something. And then also another callback is when you said you go to the bathroom, but you really run across the street because now you finally have money for pizza. Cause the other guy buys the drink for your girlfriend. So you pretend to go to the bathroom to run across the street because now you have $14 for pizza. Maybe. I don't know. Those were the only, cause it was, but other than that was great stuff. Other comments, anybody? Comments? You can say nice things. You can say anything you want. He's perfect today. Have a piece of candy. Okay, good. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Gotsky. Yay. All right, moving right along. Okay, uh, your next comedian. Uh, so excited to have him in the house. Such a funny guy. Clap your hands together for John Gallagher. Yay. I think you were you were talking about living in Oakland. I uh, also live in Oakland. My very first time, though, I didn't live with four girls. I lived with, uh, you say you lived with four girls, by the way. I don't. I live with two couples, though. Has anybody ever lived with two separate couples being single? Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare, man. It was the worst. Uh, my room was exactly in the middle, so it was like I signed up to be a, a contestant on a game show called uh, Are You Interrupting Fucking or Fighting? Because that's all you are doing 100% of the time. It's like the only biggest rule is just stay out of the kitchen because that's where the stabbing happens. So you just stay out of there and don't get poked. You know what I mean? I uh, uh, what's it? I had to go to a funeral, and uh, funerals are a bummer, you know. It was, uh, my grandma died, so I had to go there. And, uh, you know, that was, I got told I had to be a pallbearer. I don't know if you guys have ever been pallbearers. You know what that is? So, yeah, Matt knows. So uh, they didn't tell me that. And pallbearers where you carry the person's dead body, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, that was the worst part about going to grandma's house in the first place. Chores, you know? So I got to carry or take out my parents' trash? Awful. Yeah, so, <laughs> mean. 
But yeah, so me and my me and my cousins, I was the oldest one, and it was just me on one side and like a random guy, and then four of my cousins struggling to hold up the corpse of their grandma to put in the ground, you know, which is like kind of fucked up. It's kind of like we're carrying around. We have a guy from the funeral home helping us. And this is also kind of crazy. So uh, we're Irish, right? So we have bagpipes playing. And so the bagpipes start playing the sad Irish shit. And uh, we're going to go put the put the lady in the hole. And then uh, as the bagpipes start playing, the funeral assistant helping us goes, like, he thought he was under his breath, but it was still super loud. He just goes, I fucking hate bagpipes. <laughs> and he just, it's like, is this the time, you know? Like, this is the one job where you're around bagpipes all the time, you know? I mean, like, the only other job where you're around bagpipes is professional bagpipe player. Like, what the fuck? And he said it with such, like, a rage that he couldn't hide it. I was like, did a bagpipe player, like, molest you? <laughs> like, did you... Were you assaulted by the Celtic people at some point? Why is this, what's this trigger that's happening for you? Is this man <laughs> getting assaulted while Danny Boy plays? <laughs> some fucking horrible murder mystery. All right. Oh, this is the next one. Do you guys know what Hummels are? Does anybody know what Hummels are? Okay, Hummels, yeah, right. So I think, is it, it seems like it's a primarily like white person thing, I feel like, right? Okay. So for you guys that don't know, what Hummels are like old people collecting their tiny little dolls of like, or like their porcelain figurines of like babies that old people collect. And they have them and there's like, it seems like the biggest scam in the world. So my, gra my, my grandma had a whole collection of Hummels and it was like psycho because her friends come over and like, well, what are you going to do with their Hummels? Like they're just greedily <laughs> looking at like her Hummel collection. Because apparently they're like Pokemon cards for old people where like you fucking, you buy them and you trade them and they're fucking going to be worth a billion dollars. Like this is your, your Hummel savings bond someday. Right? And I was like, she's talking to her and she's getting like a hungry look in her eyes. She's like, you don't even know what that fucking little, like that baby one's worth. And you don't know what this little red hat Johnny boy, this little mountain boy is worth. And I was like, is this like crypto for fucking old people? Like what the fuck is, I've never heard of Hummels before in my life. She's like, no, you got to trade Hummel coin at this because if you don't, then you're fucked. You have the baby, then you're, you're good to go. I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird thing to me. Um, Steven Spielberg. Everybody likes Steven Spielberg, right? Um, for the most part. He also loves World War II a little too much, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> he's, a big, he's a big boner for that thing. Like, uh, he made, like uh, so when he, we filmed uh, Saving Private Ryan, he made, like, a perfect recreation of the invasion of Normandy, and he, like, recreated, the, like, the Holocaust camps from Schindler's List. And his big claim to fame is, like, he made these so accurately that when he showed people that were at these events, they had PTSD. <laughs> and you're like, that's, why would you do that? <laughs> like, he screened the invasion of Normandy for people that survived Normandy. He's like, oh, did, did it freak you out? They're like, oh, yeah, it was the worst, it was the worst fucking day of my life. He's like, good, I'm a fucking awesome filmmaker. I don't know, thank you. <laughs> that fucking John Gallagher, everyone. Just so many nice things to say about John Gallagher. Uh, the parents taking out the, the the grandparents and then pay, taking out your parents' trash, that was great because you made us do the joke, which was really funny in our heads without yeah. saying it and being scary and gross. Make you guys do the work. And, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and um, just like Josh, you didn't sound like a script. You sounded like you're just talking. It was great. And the, how many times can you say Hummel? Because I loved it. Like every time I thought it was funnier that you just kept saying the word Hummel, which is, I've yeah. never heard of. It sounds, yeah, it sounds fake. It's, it's like, like it's, it was an old so lady good. yelling at me over and over again. Yeah. That whole, that whole, specific stuff and the way your act at builds to the end where it's like an act out where you're like getting all effusive it's so it's really good it's really funny i enjoyed it very very much hey um i love the the bagpipe joke i mean i love the whole set but i like that one um there's two like i don't know might be stupid ones but um 
there's, there's probably a play with my bagpipes joke when you went into the you're like oh would you get raped by a bagpipe player or something oh. some there and also I don't know if you just mention the guy's name is Danny and then you could be like oh you have PTSD from like oh Danny boy like oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. okay anyway that was awesome though man the pipes are calling Danny boy great as always man uh, yeah the uh, I was thinking about the the Steven Spielberg thing uh, yeah so like uh, it's so, like I was thinking about them saying about somebody like, yeah, send him in there and uh, let me know if he doesn't cry, you know, because then we know something's wrong. And I like that. Yeah, if you, if you get too into World War, like recreating World War II, you're you're, do, you're probably doing something terrible at a certain point. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You, you'd almost say like, I I heard World War Two. World War Two was just a film director trying to recreate World War One, yeah, maybe funny. or something that's, like that. That's funny. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and the bagpipes thing, I thought it, uh, you could say, did did somebody? Did you say? Did you uh, say molested by? A bagpipe player? Yeah, I, I think I threw that out there. I said also assaulted by like the Celtic people. I don't know. Something <laughs> I think bagpipes are so funny just inherently. I know. Just yeah. seems like you could say just like, like a, the, sound, the discordant sounds of a bagpipe getting like somebody getting <laughs> yeah, fucked well, on a bagpipe. Yeah, that's what made me think of like because if you say like <laughs> that's what made me think is like if you say that uh, did bagpipes molest you uh, and then you'd say like that. Oh, yeah. It's funny, like, how could you even tell if bagpipes were molesting you? Like, it would look exactly the same, and you wouldn't be able to hear the guy screaming at all. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> anyway. See, this is, this is good for the serial killer stuff. Uh, yeah. Somebody likes, like, no, Those I'm practicing bagpipes for hours. Well, bagpipes also have, like, four dildos attached, don't they? Yeah. Like, they have. Exactly. <laughs> they're, oh, like, they've yeah. got. They were really getting the weed. This is good stuff, though. They've got, know? like, a huge <laughs> scrot. It's it, kind of like a huge single scrotum. See. And then, like. Four or five dildos <laughs> just like sort of hanging off of it. Kink.com was missing an ideal market. Now they're gone. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher. <laughs> Sometimes things are just funny. Uh, your next comedian. Uh, we have a couple left that get comments, and then it's just an open mic where everyone does four minutes. Uh, but still, keep paying attention, pay taking notes. Uh, I'm having a good time back here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. I uh, I got engaged recently. All right, fucking sheep. Uh, I it was stressful. I now that I actually did it, I realized like it's not like the movies. I I proposed to my uh, fiance in a rainforest, which meant I had to spend thousands of dollars on a ring just to worry about losing it. Um, and I felt so irresponsible taking that diamond into that jungle because it just made me think of all the people who worked so hard to take it out of one. I, and I felt like I was going to be all undoing all that hard work. It the the ring was really the central part of the drama, because um, we argued for weeks about which one w we should get her. Like she wanted one, I wanted the other one that didn't cost as much money, and it, we just bickered. And then when we finally settled on the one she wanted, the uh, the jeweler was like, well, this is a great choice. This diamond is actually conflict-free. And I was like, is it? I mean, <laughs> it kind of feels like it isn't, to be completely honest. If it was, it's not anymore. I, I even wanted to make sure that I had, uh, you know, whatever I wanted to say memorized. I was so worried about forgetting it, because um, obviously that's the most important part. But let me tell you, the moment I got down on my knee... That was probably the worst set of stand-up comedy I've ever done in my entire life. I just bombed for eight minutes straight. She she was crying. Not tears of joy. Not tears of joy. 
Um, I'm getting skinny fat, which obviously it's worse than being skinny, but it's also worse than being fat, regular fat, because we don't make fun of fat people anymore. Really? Like we really don't like we don't. I mean, cause we figured out where they fit in, in society, like not physically, but like culturally we stopped making fun of them. We did. And for some reason, I, I feel like they, they don't, they're not grateful. <laughs> like they they still act like they're getting made fun of all the time and it's like i think there's been some progress like what's the point of demanding progress if you're just going to refuse to admit when it's been made you know who's not denying progress when it's being made people who are losing weight uh okay they will let you know and it'll annoy you but but like i said you lose too much weight if you're a guy and you're skinny it's fair game like and skinny fat's worse like growing up i used to get told i look like a holocaust survivor you think that's bad? <laughs> now I get told I look like a Holocaust survivor who just stole all the bread from the other Holocaust survivors. <laughs> and the people who died in the Holocaust. It's just a shitty golem belly. And the rest of me is just like real thin. And I don't want to give her the ring. I don't. I. Oh, all right. There's a lifted all together. Cool. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. I, I mean, I, 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm really ticklish. I'm just going to end on some science. Uh, I'm really ticklish, but it's physically impossible to tickle yourself. No matter how hard you try to tickle yourself, you can't do it. But you know, my fiance does it to me. I'm powerless. I can't do anything about it, which is so weird because for some reason, uh, it feels way better when I jerk myself off compared to when she does it. Uh, come on like what's the what's for 99 percent of my body she has complete control but for the one part of it that matters i gotta be like no it's fine i'll fucking do it just don't worry about it <laughs> just go back to tickling me <laughs> uh thank you you guys have been great <laughs> keep your hands clapping for kyle morrissey hooray comments come back here um, I wouldn't do it for us, but I think there's possible crowd work with that engagement stuff that you might want to practice at some point. Because when you're at like a real place, like obviously not in front of comics, a lot of people are married, you know, and have like, they have like stand, they have like real relationships that last. Um, so that would be fun for possible crowd work. Um, and I think that conflict-free punchline, I think that whole thing is solidly written. It's really good joke, and like get normal people will be will think it's really funny because it's and it's like clean and it's softball it's like it's good for all kinds you know what i mean it's um and the forest thing was all good she's crying in a forest or she could be sweaty but that's not even that's not that funny and the only only tag i could think about with the holocaust is that you're not jewish are you right so like after you look like the one the holocaust survivor that stole everyone else's food you're not and that's another punch like i'm not even jewish like did i i snuck into the holocaust survive like i'm dumb <laughs> I say it's anti-semitic i'm like no this no is no true. it's not it's not about it being i'm just but saying i like the because i kind of look aryan so i, I, yeah, I understand you <laughs> how you could tie it in i get it to, to steal I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's softball. Yeah, you uh, could yeah. be just a guard casually snacking. <laughs> a guard casually snacking. That's awful. That's terrible. Um, I mean, is there uh, other comments? Other comments? Well, then clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Yay! <laughs> woo, woo. 
uh, that's good because that uh, lends us extra time for people at the end if they show up or don't. Um, okay, awesome. Your next comedian, we're still taking notes and uh, paying attention. Although we will do that all night because we're all nice to each other. Yay. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Trevor Whedon. Yay. I found my old microphone from when I was in a band. I just, you know, that, I'm not trying to brag, but <laughs> it was horrible. That band sucked. I mean, we had a heroin addict. That our drummer was a heroin addict that was two years younger than me, and he's not alive anymore. It's sad, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't look the band up at all. <laughs> Hi, my name is Trevor Weed, and this is my eighth time doing stand up. <laughs> um, so. What happened? Uh, I was sleeping one time, and uh, I had a dream. There's more. Um, I had a dream that I was eating a uh, 7-Eleven taquito, and uh, midway through my taquito experience, I dropped it on the sidewalk of a dirty city floor and picked it up immediately and kept eating it. Which is interesting, because two weeks later, I was at How Weird Street Fair, and I went to a 7-Eleven and followed destiny. All I'm trying to say is follow your dreams, people. <laughs> you get it? I ate a disgusting taquito. <laughs> uh, follow your dreams. You know, some of us, you know, strive to be paid regulars. Um, I just try to keep my goals small, you know, make sure they're manageable. Um, I was smoking weed at a friend's house one time years ago, and uh, one thing, you know, uh, like, when you start smoking weed, it's just, like, s it's so great, and then you do it for, like, ten years go by, and then you're just like, this is just another Tuesday, you know? But back then, when I was uh, at my friend's house, I was leaving, and I drove home, shouldn't have done that. Because uh, I was going through this neighborhood, and I was waiting a whole minute for a stop sign to turn green. <laughs> um, all right, let me pull out my notes. Um, ah, I think tough love, it needs to come back. I feel like nowadays people are too sensitive, and I just think that, uh, like, people are surrounded by yes people, you know? Like, you should... Just stop working and become a comic. Um, <laughs> tough love is basically just like saying, I hate you because I care about you, basically, you know? Kind of just like you just have to be a, to give a reality check. Um, this time last year, I was 50 pounds heavier, and I was going to get my physical. And um, after I got my vitals checked and all that stuff, the doctor comes in. Uh, doesn't even make eye contact, doesn't say hi, he just goes to the clipboard and not no eye contact, just says, you know you're fat, right? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, it's, it's COVID, you know, I gained a little weight, like, yeah, 50 pounds. Oh, man, you know, last year I told you to eat vegetables and fruit, exercise more, have you been doing that? A little. A little, huh? Yeah? Yeah, sure you did. Uh, yeah, all right. It says here you didn't bring in your blood work. You were supposed to do that yesterday before you came in. Why? Let me guess. 
You're just scared of your cholesterol level, isn't it? It's going to be higher. I know for a fact. Get the fuck out of here. Lose weight. And sure enough, I lost my weight. Not to brag. But, <laughs> but yeah, tough love. It needs to come back. Thank you. Trevor Whedon and the tough love. Yay. Man, you get to go see the doctor once a year? What kind of rich person are you? Damn, bro. Well, that's nice. Lucky you. Your your doctor knows your name. That's incredible. Uh, sweet. So, heroin addict drummer. Surprise. Like <laughs> I would. You might. There's. I mean, that's. It's a. There's a joke. It writes itself. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I think they all are. There's a lot of drummer jokes too. You can <laughs> read about some drummer. I mean, but you lived the drummer jokes, right? Uh, the deja vu with the taquito. I'd mention just that it was deja vu. Uh, with manageable goals, I'd list some of those because then they can be ridiculous, like manageable goals, like brushing my teeth once a day or, <laughs> you know, pick out some really mundane things. And then and you could even t tag it straight into manageable goals, like smoking weed on my friend's couch. I can manage that. Okay, like and yeah, then yeah. once you've been doing it for 10 years, you know, 10 <laughs> years later, I've really been fulfilling goals. Like I've been sitting on my friend's couch for 10 years smoking pot. I've really gotten it done, you know. <laughs> Uh, and that that's that's what I have. Keep going, man. I know it's your only your eighth time. Thank you. Uh, we have more comments. Yes, I got a comment. I like the subway taquito story. I like how you uh, dropped it, picked it <laughs> up. Uh, I think it um, not at least for me. Not everyone seemed to get the fact that you ate the taquito. So um, <laughs> you, just to follow your dreams. Uh, but I think on top of that, um, if you link the doctor visit story, so for instance, going to doctor talking about eating healthy and you can talk about going to subway <laughs> and then like eating the taquito even though you almost made the subway it's like the effort that counts right okay yeah, yeah. but i like the character of your dog your doctor just like uh, giving you crap and like giving <laughs> you that tough love like that that's a really fun theme that i think you can like play off too thank you really enjoyed it thank you yeah, I was I was actually gonna say the thing about the taquito and the doctor. That 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 seemed like a good like link up. Okay. Um, yeah. also yeah. like, I don't know if you, you're doing this intentionally, but like anytime you like lead in with the transition, it's like pretty pretty juicy. If you like have that awkward silence initially, like <laughs> the, the heroin drummer thing was like fucked up initially, but I was like that was hilarious how you just said like like sad right? It's like that was like, yeah I, I don't know. Um, and then with the with the doctor visit, like the tone was a little bit like. That's what I was a little bit confused about, but like overall, like I think that's a good good premise. Yeah. Good shit, man. Cool, thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Trevor Whedon! Thanks, John. Have a really good night. Yay. I love it every time you're in the building. Put your hands together for your... No, this is the last comedian that we're going to do notes on, and then we just get to hang out and listen to sets and stuff. But I, you know, I, I never have any notes for him because he's, he's such a good writer and so funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Daniel Lewis, yay! Oh, man. Oh, man. Thanks guys, appreciate it. Oh, good to be here. Uh, I hate my job. Anybody else hate their job? That sucks. Every time I wake up and I think, ah, oh, this, this fucking sucks. I think about all those people out there like, currently battling terminal illness, you know? And you know that they would love to have like a regular work day like I'm about to have. And that tells you a little something about perspective, right? 
Like basically how easily these dying people lose perspective on real life. It's so focused on this one thing, not dying, they totally lose track of how dehumanizing and mundane the whole thing really is. I think it's terrible. Uh, with all due respect to Trevor, uh, I don't like hearing about people's dreams. Um, well, actually, what I was going to say before that was, uh, was like, uh, people, people say that dying, uh, people, oh, I fucked that up, didn't I? People say that uh, dying in your sleep is the best way to die. We've, we always heard that, right? People, I like, wish I could die in my sleep. I doubted it a little bit, though, because, like, how do they know? Because, you know, they always say he died peacefully in his sleep, right? But it might have been peaceful from their point of view, but how do you know how, what the guy was dreaming about when he died, you know? Just once I want to read an obituary. Like, he died in his sleep, stark naked, terrified, hopelessly searching for his middle school homeroom. Yeah, but I don't like hearing about people's dreams because it's just a bunch of random details. They don't mean the, I wasn't there, you know? It's always the worst, you know? And like, no matter, but no matter how much I don't like hearing about them, I realize that Wizard of Oz is a pretty good movie, even though it's just a, a bunch of details of someone's dream. But I realize the, what makes it watchable is that you don't find out until the end that it's a dream. So like, I think if you want to tell somebody about your dream, you should do it in that order. Right? You should be like, dude, I lost my teeth the other day. All my teeth. <laughs> like, what? Yes, walking down the street, the old street where my, I grew up on, there's a roller coaster there. I lost my teeth. I was naked, and all my ex-girlfriends were there. It was a dream. Like, oh, my God, you had me going the whole time. Uh, I don't know. It's just like a bunch of random details. It's like, and the people always say, you're, like, you're not going to believe this dream I had. And I'm like... Don't I have to, actually? Didn't realize it was a choice. I'm gonna, next time someone's like, you're not going to believe this dream I had, and they tell me, I'm going to be like, you know what? You're right. I don't believe you. I don't believe you dreamed that. I think you're a dream faker. Um, switching gears. Uh, on the LGBTQ plus topic, uh, I'm glad they went with the plus eventually on that thing, because I think even those groups were worrying, like, how long was this going to go on, you know? If you're afraid it was going to become like pie or something, you know? Like, listen to me. I'm educated. I love pie. Number pie. 3.1419. I don't know. And I think, but I think that they decided to dial it back when the A came into the scene. Because right? I feel like the A, because A stands for asexual. Which I think is like getting off topic a little bit. Right? Asexuals were like, hey, you know that thing you're talking about? Sex? We don't want to be any part of it, but we want to be part of it. Might as well go to the National Association of Skydivers and be like, listen to me, I'm afraid, to, afraid of heights, I hate flying, but I demand inclusion. National Association of Skydivers and non-skydivers. Like, nah, just go with a plus. Uh, did I get the horn? Um, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got a, um, I got a, a new relationship. Uh, oh, am I supposed to? Okay, I got a new relationship, uh, and uh, she's got a birthday coming up. And it's the first time, you know, it's the first gift, and you got to be very careful with that first gift. You don't want to go too nice on the first gift. You're setting a baseline for the whole rest of the relationship. That's tricky. I don't want to be like Vincent Van Gogh. I don't know if you know, he f cut off his ear, his own ear, right? But what they don't tell you is that he wrapped it in a piece of cloth and gave it to a woman that he likes. Guys, that is a rookie move. That, that is way too big of a gift for the first date like that. 
Puck was next. Forget it. Doesn't matter. That's got a second half to it. Forget it. Music. <laughs> Dan Lewis, everyone. Yay! What a what a hot start you had, and then. <laughs> <laughs> It was though. Like you came out of the life, box, you came out of the box hot. That whole hate that I've heard. So I've heard that joke like many times, but I didn't even know it was that joke because you had this like sort of new hate energy that was really fun. And then I was like, oh my god, I've heard this joke before. But we okay. were all. I was like, oh, That's the goal, yeah. that was really. The, I look whatever you put behind it made it work really well today. Thank you. And did you mean to do the sleep jokes, or was happenstantial that Trevor did sleep no, jokes? I planned on doing them. Yeah. So it was just, it was just, you didn't even, it was just happenstantial. Yeah, well, yeah, then yeah, lucky yeah, for you, because yeah, yeah. th that whole time I was like, damn, did he just pull that out of his ass? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna talk about dreams now. Like, Bleh. I did. Um, but that was all. Though it really was great. And um, the only thing about um, Van Gogh, and I think I've told you this before, I, I went to the Van Gogh Museum, Van Gogh, they say, in Amsterdam uh -huh. or whatever. Okay. And when he chopped off his ear, he gave it to a guy. He did? Yeah. So you can link it uh -huh. back to the LGBTQ plus A if you want, mm -hmm. because you can even say, I thought it was a girl, but really, he, yeah. Okay. There was another painter that he was like into. I don't know if they ever consummated anything, but there's a lot of like back and forth between the two. Check okay. Out. okay. Um, there's that whole trope of, you know, if you die in your dream, you die in real life. Oh. So, I mean, you already have a good, like a good joke about what the person was dreaming about, you know, finding their homeroom. I mean, that's already funny, but, but if, I don't know if, if there's a, if there's a way to thread in, uh, you know, what, what was he, what if he was dreaming about dying, you know, I mean, that's not funny. Uh, but but it's there that there's like that trope of it, and then the other one um, is there are the other stereotypes about dreams. Uh, one of the things I hear when people describe dreams is like, oh, like it was me, but it wasn't me. You know, or it's always like it was my mom, but it, like it wasn't my mom. The idea that you're you're showing that confusion when you're telling the story before you uh, reveal it's a dream. I'm just picturing the person listening to it and it just freaking them out more. Like, oh, I, I lost my teeth the other day, but like. It wasn't. It, I didn't lose my. You know, it just it just adds to this like insanity. Right. I have an idea. Any other comments? It was a really good set. Uh, clap your hands together for Daniel Lewis! Yay! Yay! And then yay! All right. So now we're just doing four-minute sets. You'll hear the horn around three minutes and still be like cool to each other and pay attention and stick around and uh your next comedian i love it when she's here she just walked in the door put your hands together everybody for sarah guth yay i actually didn't just walk in there i ran to get here on time I mean, perfect timing i'm sorry i missed the sets earlier tonight um anyone else just really tired right like life is fucking exhausting all right, it's it's tough. Okay. Um yeah, I don't know. I uh it's actually my birthday tomorrow. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm turning 28. Um but I'm just like it's only been 28. Really? I guess like it really feels like at least 50. Um I don't know. Like I don't want to kill myself, but like some days I wouldn't be upset if some people if like someone else did it for me. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm walking home tonight and one of those 
self-driving Teslas takes me out. Like, I, you know, escape my PhD without the shame of quitting and um, generate some bad press for Elon and be a win-win. Uh, okay, I don't know. Um, sorry, I didn't memorize my set tonight. Um, yeah, the only thing is, like, I also spend so much time trying to be a good person and just generally caring too much about what other people think. And uh, I realize I'm never going to win that game unless, unless I die young. Like, when someone dies young for reasons out of their control, suddenly, like, they're this Beyonce, right? Like, in conversation, on social media, on the news, like, they're undeniably talented, funny, loyal, smart, like, a perfect human specimen. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that's the way to go. Um, I don't know, but, like, I... Uh, yeah, I um just to be clear though, realizing this is a little I I think Beyonce's amazing. Okay? So like please don't spread any rumors. That was not meant to throw any shade at Beyonce. Um anyway though, I think honestly my only concern with dying young is that I won't be around to protect those secrets that for like while I was alive I like killed myself to protect. Uh, sorry, bad pun. Um, but uh, no, I think that we all have things that we'd rather remain hidden, right? Like, if I die tonight, who's going to clear my Google search history? Or like, clean up the graveyard of milk, or not milk cartons, I wish they were milk cartons, ice cream cartons <laughs> under my bed. Actually, milk cartons would be pretty weird. Um, <laughs> be a little bit was like, what kind of fetish am I into? Uh, well, okay, so I... Uh, you know, last week someone told me I should uh, try talking about myself more on stage. I mean, add personal details. I think it's going well. Um, <laughs> I think it's, like, it's funny, like, the only people that tell me to be myself are people who don't know me. Like, anyone who knows me is like, just please try to be normal. <laughs> like, hold it together. Um, so my parents are visiting for my birthday. Yeah, that was an appropriate response. No, it, it's, it is actually sweet. Um, it's kind of sweet. But, like, at the same time, though, like, I feel like my birthday is like their celebration of the reason why they can do and say whatever they want and I'm still obligated to hang out with them, you know? Uh, I don't know, it's, it's tough hanging out with my parents, but uh, it's been a lot easier with my boyfriend around. Um, yeah, I, like, I've known him since we were 18, so I really feel like we're a team. Sorry, I, I know it's, it's really annoying when couples say we. It's like, I, but the thing I didn't know is um, it's also a slippery slope. Like, my boyfriend is so good with my parents that uh, the last few days I've accidentally started calling them our parents. Um, it's, it's a problem. He's not pleased with it. Uh, no, generally it's a problem. And uh, yeah, I um, I don't know. I but it's like it's just because like I don't think of them as my parents. Like they're just this older couple that like my boyfriend and I share the responsibility of hanging out with, right? Yeah, it's fair. Okay, so actually, I should probably go, though, because I'm literally in the middle of dinner with my parents. Um, I told them I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> it's, it's literally, it's a, uh, we're like, uh, we're up with a, like some uh, Peruvian restaurant up like a, uh, a half mile from here. Uh, I ran, I, that's why I ran, and I should run back, because I'm kind of worried my uh, the my mom is going to tell the waitress to um, change the my order to something with more fiber, or like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks so much for listening. I'm sorry I can't stick around people's sets. Clap your hands together for Sarah Guth. Yay! Real personal details in her set. Run back to your parents. That's so funny. Bye. You are hilarious. That was rad.
Don't you? That is dedication to the craft. Lying to her parents to go do a set. That is amazing. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. John Lee Appleseed. What's up? What's up? Thank you, guys. Um, I'm not from the Bay Area. I'm from the East Coast. Is anybody else here from the East Coast? No? You guys are all from around here. Wow. I feel alone. I, uh, I'm from Baltimore. I grew up poor over there. I was so poor growing up that I qualified for free school lunches. All right. But I was also fat growing up. I was a big boy. I was a chunky boy. And I was so fat growing up that nobody ever told me I qualified for free school lunches. They just always assumed I was eating good, you know? Like, why would we give this kid a free lunch? It looked like he had four already. You know, shit like that. But uh, that's unfair, right? Because fat kids get hungry too, right? Like, arguably the hungriest. That's why. So it's, that's why they're so fat. So I was so fat. I was hungry all the time. Uh, but I lost all the weight. I was fat up until I was like 15, 16 years old, so that's a lot of my life. And then I started running cross country, which was fun. Just kidding, it wasn't, it was the worst. I wanted to die. Should never run cross country. But I did, and I lost a lot of the weight. Um, it was weird being skinny after, or skinnier, after being fat for so long, because I still had like fat person brain, you know what I'm saying? Like I still have to deal with like dysmorphia, and I still have like self-confidence issues. I like to wear big baggy clothes. And it made me wonder, you know, like, does the dysmorphia ever work the other way around, right? Like, do you think there are skinny people that turn fat that still have skinny person brain? Like, do they think that they're still hot? That's mean, right? I shouldn't have said that. That's mean. Because fat people can be hot too, right? Actually, fat people are always hot. That's why they're sweating all the time. <laughs> That's mean. You shouldn't laugh at that. That's also mean. That's also mean. I don't know. I thought I could make that joke, though, because I used to be fat. Right? Like, I don't think I'd be that upset if Michael Jackson started making black people jokes. Or if uh, Kobe Bryant started making rape jokes. Yeah, he did that shit. People forget. He did it. Usually, it doesn't do, usually that joke doesn't do so well. It almost always crashes and burns. Uh -oh. Yeah, he did that shit too. Yeah. That's mean, that's mean. Do you guys like, do you guys smoke weed? Yeah, you guys smoke weed in here? All right, I, I like to smoke weed. I smoke weed all the time. Um, but I've had to stop for about a month because I actually have wisdom tooth surgery tomorrow. And th yeah, it's so random. And they were saying that like the weed fucks with the anesthesia, which is some bullshit. But I, I had to stop, so I've been sober for a while and I've been feeling some withdrawal symptoms, to be honest. Uh, one of them being that I've been having really vivid dreams. I guess we're going back to talking about dreams today. But I've been having these extremely vivid dreams that have been like highlighting my deepest desires, okay? Like, I guess whatever I want subconsciously, you know? And I ha have the same recurring one every night. And it's me and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm smoking a fuck ton of weed, you know? That's because that's all I want to do, that's my dream, you know? Yeah, I guess it's not so subconscious. It's very conscious. Um, but the weed helps a lot with my job. I'm a graphic designer. And it's nice to like get creative every once in a while and smoke and get some ideas. Um, but it's frustrating being a graphic designer because not a lot of people take your job so seriously. You know, like every time I tell someone that I'm a graphic designer, they always just go like, oh, so you just, you just draw all day? That's all you do, you just draw all day? Which is like, no, excuse me. I don't draw all day. I draw from 10 to 2 and then I watch YouTube and eat snacks. Okay. And also, I'm not just drawing. Sometimes I'm doodling. Sometimes I'm sketching. And most of the time, I'm lying to clients. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm open for commission, though, if any of you guys want some design work. 
<laughs> um, I think that's all I wanted to try for today, so thanks, guys. Keep your hands clapping for John Lee Appleseed. Yay! Your next comedian has the coolest name. Put your hands together for Carvin! Yay! John, I have um, I have a roommate's boyfriend that's also a graphic designer. He also works like three hours a day. Like yesterday, he figured out like we have PG&E rebates, and like he took out our trash, he cut up all our boxes. So, do appreciate him being there. Great guy. Um, that's not what I want to talk about. Not PG&E rebates. Uh, time of use. That's the new plan you should get. Tiered, tiered plans. Learned about that yesterday. But yeah, so um, not that. That's not what I've been uh, thinking about recently. Uh, over the past year, I want to be a bit more learned, more woke, learn about other cultures. So I started learning a new language uh, from a real person, Mauro from Cuernavaca. He's teaching me Spanish. I tried Duolingo, which is the uh, iPhone translate, iPhone language learning app to learn Greek after I went to Suvla one time. Um, it was a very life-changing experience at Suvla. Um, so I learned a couple words, including tocarota and tonero, which is carrot and water. Um, and I learned these words, and I was like, hey, I should flex these words. I learned two words, let's, 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 uh, or a couple words, and let's make use of it. So I booked a fancy dinner at a fancy restaurant, fancy Greek restaurant that was not Suva, a little bit nicer than that. Uh, I took my girlfriend out um, and I ordered a dish from uh, this establishment. Uh, there was sexual tension in the air. I used my foreign language skills there. Uh, but all this sexual tension evaporated or vanished the moment the staff came around and put on our table a single piece of carrot. Um, it was very uh, confusing. So I explained this to Mauro, um, and I use the phrase I learned in Spanish, yo estaba embarazada, which means I was embarrassed, or that's what I thought it meant. It actually meant I was pregnant. Now Mauro is still trying to process how sharing a carrot at a Greek restaurant is some sort of sexual innuendo in American English. Um, that's why Tokaroto is me and my girlfriend's safe word now. A good time. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, the American dream, since we're talking about dreams a lot tonight. I'm an immigrant. I've been here a few years. I'm trying to stick around. A lot of people try online dating for love. I try it for the green card. That's my list of priorities. It's been a fun time. Where was I going with that? Oh, yes. So, a lot of people, I've tried the hard work route, get a job, study hard, do all the paperwork and all that. But it's actually a quicker way. Um, see, the U.S. immigration system's a bit like fast track. There's the track for everyone, the regular lane. Then there's a HOV track, which is a bit faster. Works a bit better. So I'm talking about marriage and dating. That's the way to go. Because the U.S. Customs and Immigration Service, they're honestly the best wingman. Uh, they're bringing people together, except if you're on the border. That's when they're separating out families there. Dark joke there. Um, I have a little bit of time left. I'll just end with that. All right. Thank you. Carvin, everybody. I'm not going to try to pronounce this last name because it's just 
Uh, it's too far away from my face right now. I'm old and can't see it. But Carvin, yay! Your next comedian, what a joy and a wonderment. And he, he is, he always brightens up my day. Clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. Oh my God. Hey, everybody. Where's Kyle? Is Kyle around? Kyle Morrissey. There is a way you can tickle yourself. You just have to get the dildo that's big enough. I just wanted to point that out. Hi, everybody. I don't mean to be controversial. I just, I guess I kind of am. <sighs> How's it, how y'all doing? How was your weekend? What'd y'all do? What'd y'all do back there? What'd you do? You drank? Yeah, you, you. Same, all, and what, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, honey, what a bummer, God. First world problems, so, so nobody else is out there like sucking a whole bunch of dick like me then, I guess, huh? No. <laughs> Not even you? I'm disappointed. Oh my God, I thought for sure I had some support over here, but I guess not. I mean, cocksuckers of the world unite, right? I mean, what is it that people always have this like negative thing about cocksuckers, right? You know, like, like people are like, oh my God, you fucking cocksucker. Now, I don't know a single man with his eyes closed that would say, oh please, stop sucking my dick. <laughs> it's just a thing I was thinking about, you know. I was also wondering, you know, like, what if we had something called like uh, a Dick Olympics? Right, well, what, kind of, what kind of sports could we have? I mean, I know for sure that I would be on the All-American cocksucking team. Um, I know that I would definitely go for the synchronized fisting team. Ow, but I don't think I, there's a near miss on that one. And the final one I was, that I went for was the uh, snowball relay. Um, do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? He does, okay. <laughs> right? Okay, so it's very exciting. So what you do is you run up, and you go up and you have to like fill your mouth like right there, like go in there and you just like get in, you know, right? You know what I'm talking about, have you ever done this? <laughs> You've done this, right? <laughs> okay, and then you gotta take that, you know, take, oh, and then you pass it to the next, right? And so it goes, right? You've, you've obviously done it, that's great. What's your time? <laughs> oh, just about, he knows about it, ladies and gentlemen, he knows about it you whore i love that about you it's so sexy <sighs> you know sometimes you know sometimes uh i think i'll have sex so much gay that i have to ask myself the existential question how many miles of cock have i sucked <sighs> you know i wasn't always the amazing fantastic homosexual you see before you today it's hard to believe. I, mean, I used to dream when I was 16 looking out the window about the boys camp that could have been. Oh, we play with balls all day long and we slide into home over and over again. Then we run to the showers. We take a long time. We want to make sure we're very thorough and we go to the mess hall where we join in song and we sing the theme camp, the theme song to Camp, oh, oh excuse me, Camp Put It In Me, 
in Lake Putatinmi, Wisconsin. And it goes a little something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady Pearson. Brady Pearson, everyone! Yay, all the gays. Hey, thanks, Trevor. Uh, your next comedian, it's exciting that he's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Pete Ballmer! Yo, thank you, folks. Um, well, about me, uh, I think one of my favorite feelings in the world is when you're at a restaurant and you're waiting for your food to come out and then you go to the bathroom, and then when you come back, your food is there. That's a lovely feeling. I love that feeling so much, it makes me wish I had a Coke problem. Right, because those guys are hitting the bathroom all the time. Nobody's asking them questions. Like, yeah, he's got to go do that. If I go to the bathroom three times before the meal goes out, it's like, I think that guy might have a prostate issue or something. Uh, I, wrote down, I wrote down that uh, joke idea in my phone on like the notes app. And um, autocorrect, capitalize, I wrote like restaurant, bathroom, Coke problem. And uh, autocorrect, capitalized Coke, which is adorable. <laughs> like that's a fun problem to have. It's like I can't stay off the soda. This is going to go to the bathroom to fucking chug a liter. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love my friends. I love my friends. And I love that like nowadays it's standard practice for guys to tell other guys that they love them, right? And it's weird now when I find guys who are clearly still, like, uncomfortable with that. Like, sometimes you'll be at a party, and you'll be talking to guys like, hey, what's up, bro? I'm Parker. Uh, and then this fucking dirtbag, idiot, stupid fucking piece of shit uh, is Kevin. I'm like, okay, cool. How do you guys know each other? And they're like, oh, he's, like, my, my best friend. <laughs> I'm like, cool, man. Uh, and I think that's an example of what the kids are calling toxic masculinity, um, which I do think is bad. Um, but I don't think having the term helps, right? Because, like, you know, if there's one thing that guys with toxic masculinity hate, it's learning new terminology, <laughs> right? Like, if you go up, you're like, you're being toxic, toxic masculinity. They're not going to give a shit. But if I go up and I'm like, dude, you're being fucking retarded. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're right. I should tell my friends I love them, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, I recently... Drove to Jack in the Box, and um, there was a big line for the drive-through. Uh, so I went in and got my food on the inside, and then I came back out and I got my food faster than everyone in the drive-through line. And it made me feel like the tortoise from the tortoise and the hare, right? Because all the people who were in line in the cars were like, "I need to be fast, so I'm gonna stay in my cars because cars are fast." And I was kind of like the tortoise because uh, I was high. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked up, saw the cars, and I was like. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I've been going to a good amount of weddings recently. Um, I went to a friend's wedding recently. And I think it's weird that they do, like, the best man in addition. Like, you're already marrying someone. Like, why do you also have to pick a best man? It's like, here's who I would marry if sex wasn't a thing, right? <laughs> and at my friend's wedding, the answer to that was both of his brothers. So, <laughs> yeah, that's odd. Um... 
I uh, at my brother's wedding uh, a little bit earlier this summer, and um, I just I hate whenever in your situation and like it's such a cool moment happening, but then your physical bodily needs are like taken away from it. Cause like I was standing next to the freaking altar or whatever. I was a groomsman, not to try to flex, and um, I was like standing there, and it was such a you know beautiful wedding. But we're in this like hot sun, and like I was wearing these uncomfortable shoes, and so I'm like, damn, I hate that like. I would be paying more attention right this, but I'm so distracted because I'm erect. <laughs> All right, okay, that wasn't that wasn't great. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, let's see, did I have another fucking thing? Oh, 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 yeah. And also, bodily needs wise, you gotta stretch way too much. That, like I, I wasn't stretching at all, and then I started stretching two days a week. That was what I was doing, two days a week, and I was like, that's that's gotta be pretty good, right? And then I looked it up, and it says you have to stretch seven days a week. You fucking just just tear my hamstring. I'm not tear it off. I'm not gonna do this. Okay, cool. All right, this is productive. Thank you. Eat Palmer, everyone. Yay! We got heavy hitters here uh, on the show here at the back end. Put your hands together, everybody, for Orion Levine. Hey, what's up? Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah. I have uh, ADHD, uh, which is not in right now. Uh, it's all about anxiety these days. Uh, I'm out of style. Uh, it's not like the cute kind of ADHD. It's not. It, I'm incompetent at things. Everybody thinks they have ADHD. I was talking to my friend, uh, this woman. She was a platonic friend. We met in the platoon. And she said, <laughs> she's a war hero. And she, was, uh, she said, I'm sorry I'm being quirky. ADHD and I was like that's not ADHD you're just in a good mood okay I I I'm, I've been putting off going to the bank for I've never been to the bank that's what that's what it's like I, uh, I'm thinking about quitting weed should I quit weed I don't know uh, okay I won't uh, I, I was close um, <laughs> I feel like I was turning a corner there um, who has weed make some noise um, just Pam, okay. Then don't fucking speak on it, dude. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, hell yeah. Okay, I, <laughs> I think there's a joke in there, but uh, the crowd work is probably better. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that the weed is making me... Uh, I, I, the <laughs> this sounds already pretty high. Um, the weed gives me bad memory, I think. Either that or it's the genetics, because I look at my dad, and I'm like, that guy has horrible memory and smokes a lot of weed, too. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> my dad just got married. He's on his third marriage, my dad. He's like a Mormon in slow motion. Uh, he's been married three times. He, he, he married some woman before I was born, and then he married my mom, which is not cool. You don't marry people's moms. And then now she's married to my stepmom. Any stepmoms here? Show your titties. Uh... I uh I, w I w was gonna go on a date with this uh this woman uh, she's platonic we met in the platoon and yeah that it's gonna be my best joke tonight so I might as well say it twice um <laughs> she I was gonna I was gonna go on a date with this woman I met on Tinder and she she t I found out she was unvaccinated but in the most hilarious way I was like because she lives in San Mateo and I was like you want to go to a bar in San Francisco and she was like yeah and then a couple hours later she's like wait. I'm not allowed in bars in San Francisco. <laughs> 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 
Which, like, yeah, it's implying you're unvaccinated, but also maybe, like, you just fight people in San Francisco all the time. <laughs> maybe she's homophobic. I don't know. Uh, turned out it was because she was 16. I was like, phew. Uh, <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, I live with three women, which roughly translates to about 90 succulents. Uh, it's out of control. Yeah, I see you guys back there. They manage a botanical garden at their place. Uh, it's crazy. They they fill the place with succulents. They love the the the, the plants. Uh, they like sage. They or hold on. There's actually another part. Um, they. <coughs> oh wait, no, that is the part. Uh, they're. <laughs> They she they burned the sage in my apartment, which is crazy. Like stop burning the sage. They do it because of the there's uh of of to get rid of the ghosts and the spirits in our apartment. And I don't know how to break it to them that there are no ghosts or spirits in our apartment that was built in 2004. That's not a thing. Uh, yeah, they burned sage, and I so I I have secondhand sage now. You know, which my lungs hurt, but I'm free of spirits. Um, all right, good night. Good night to you. Oh, Ryan Levine, everybody. He's always hilarious. He's wonderful. Have a piece of candy. Orion Levine, everybody. Yay! All right, your next comedian. Um, I don't know them, but they contact me today. Put your hands together for Riley Shagginot. You were very close. I'm sorry for messaging you and asking you to spell it correctly. That's my bad. Um, hi, I'm Riley, everyone. Nice to meet you guys. Um, I also have ADHD, and I was I put off something today, and that was, this is not a joke, I put off going to Planned Parenthood. So, woo! I was going to get myself tested. Um, so I actually am 24, and I like to say that I am a whore. Anyone else 24 and a whore? 42. <laughs> 42, that's up to you. Um, but no, I'm not a whore. I just give head. And apparently that comic outside knew that from the get-go, from me sitting back there. He literally goes, you give head? And I'm like, stop, that's in my set. Um, yeah, uh, not a whore, just a lot of head. And um, I don't get it back, too. That's the bad part. I just go, yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Um, <laughs> But uh, I actually had like recently broke up with someone and um, went on a date, went on a first date. I went camping with someone. Why would I go camping with someone on a first date? I have no idea. I'm born and raised in San Francisco and I'm the most city person ever. Like I'd rather watch someone shit in the street than shit in the woods, so personally. But um, basically I went camping with this dude, super fun. He made me set up a fire. Um, I also was the best gentleman ever. I paid for everything the whole trip. I'm not even joking. Um, he drove, so I guess I had to pay for food, alcohol, gas, and um, shitting in the woods. So, <laughs> let's see. Uh, but the worst part about the whole thing was not the date in general, but it was I got poison oak all over my body. You could probably still fucking see it. It's not contagious, I think, but it's all over me. Like, it was literally, it was everywhere. We got freaky in the woods, because again, I'm a whore. Um, but I, as I like to say, I had poison oak pussy. Um, yeah, I'm not, yeah. Um, as I like to say, it looked kind of like, you know the hostess snowballs with the coconut flakes? 
Yeah, um, this is clearly a male audience. Thank you. Good for you guys. Gosh, you guys have, well, I mean, you guys all do comedy. You clearly never seen pussy before. Um, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, but uh, Google hosts this. That's the closest thing you ever get to it, so that's good to know. Um, but I went to the doctors to go get it checked because I had no fucking idea what was happening with myself. Um, when I went in, they literally were like, so why are you here? I'm like, I have poison oak like everywhere. She's like, oh my God, all the nurses thought it was chlamydia. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> first the dick sucking over here, now the chlamydia over there. God, it's so easy to see. But um, so they were like, okay, well, like this is how you treat it, everything like that, cool. Um, literally two days ago, I had to go back to the hospital because I got a, um, I was allergic to the medicine that they gave me. And that made from here down swell. So not only do I look like a hostess, I look like a hostess blown up like a balloon. Besides that, um, again, you guys have never seen a vagina. It's really hard to explain it to you guys. Um, but I actually work at a deli right now. Thank you. Um, and I like work at a deli. It's I get like hit on. It's really awkward because I'm just. <laughs> I ask you what type of sandwich you want, and I, they say salami. They're like, here's my phone number. I'm like, no, do you need mayo? They're like, ew, mayo, but like mayo. I'm like, uh, 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 my God, don't hit on me. Using mayo jokes, God, uh. Um, this is fun, this is a fun one. Uh, so uh, how's everyone's day going? How's your day going? Great. Um, bad, yeah, so, um, thank you. Uh, what is your favorite color? Awesome, and that's my set. Uh, <laughs> Riley, everybody. Shagano. I'm guessing. Close. I was like, is it French? I was like, Shagano. Chenio. Oh, I see. Very nice. Uh, everybody, Riley, that was great. Yay. All right, moving right along. Your next comedian, super funny guy. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. Yay. Okay, hello everyone. How's it going? Okay, here we go. I'll get into it. These are my bits and bobs. I uh, I left my hometown before I was uh, old enough to drink, which kind of creates a weird... Because people will ask me, like, oh, what's fun to do in Sacramento? And I'll be like, the train museum. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll be like, is that like an like, ironic name for a bar or something? I'm like, yeah, it's mostly just a museum uh, full of trains. So I don't... Uh, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Very dumb. <laughs> okay. The only thing I wrote today works. That's good. Um, I uh, I find my dating style is I'm kind of I'm what you'd call a bull. Because uh, if I see a red flag, I'm going in. You know? I'm like, okay, let's do this. I, okay. that's uh, uh, It's true. I don't know what it is. I always, I'm, I'm always attracted to people with a bad... Like, honestly, it's, it's sometimes people don't even know something's wrong with them. And if I'm flirting with you, like, get a better therapist. Like, that's the... Okay. Yeah, no. No. Okay. Hey, remember what I was talking about? Trains? That was fun, right? Okay. No. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I took a... Uh, I am doing dating stuff right now. I took a woman near my house. There's a nice uh, lookout spot. Um, and, uh, like, it's a really nice view of San Francisco. And I brought a woman up there, and she was like, so uh, how many women have you taken up here, you know? And I was like, 
So many. Like, are you crazy? Do you see his view? You think I was saving this for you? Are you? But you know, if you want to see somewhere I've never taken anyone, <laughs> we can go to my bedroom, right? Okay, there we go. Ah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen one. What does it look like? No, I'm just about yeah, when you're with the yeah, yeah. Okay, it's. Yeah, it's uh, is I think people want the date to be like they want dating to be like this spontaneous like romantic thing but it's not it's not like an art form it's a science okay you know it's very cold and calculated and everything i've done i've done before you know expecting a specific result and this view just happens to be the best likelihood of receiving hand stuff so i don't know or <laughs> and i told you that tag you gave me worked and i lied so okay no it's uh, my day job for a long time was uh i was a nanny uh, I'm no longer a nanny. Too many of the kids died, but uh, no, 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 they're alive. Um, but I'm no longer a nanny. But I think the part I liked, I missed the most is I used to have a nanny squad. Of I would just hang out with other nannies, and they were the most supportive people I've ever met in my entire... Because we would talk about the... Like, if, you, if anyone was having a bad day, we would talk about the kids like they were an ex. We would just be like, he does not deserve you, okay? He is, you know, he's a child. He's a literal child, you know? Just lazy and told him, get a job, get a fucking job, you piece of shit. Yeah. Does anyone else uh, miss my ex? I don't know. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's a, why, why write jokes when I can just do that, right? <laughs> okay, guys, that's been all my time. I'm an idiot. Hey! Yay! That was a lot of fun. All right, we have a couple comedians left. You're next is new to the room. Put your hands together, everybody, for Katie K. Two times. Ian, did your friend come? Oh, okay. Um, so I don't. You didn't sign up. What's your name? Johnny. Oh, okay, right. So here we go, everybody. Johnny G. I'm. I'm not a comedian. I'm, I'm not a comedian, but I'm, I'm going to try and do something. Uh, so I used to do a lot of drugs, and um, a lot of them I would do at work. Uh, I grew, like, I would, uh, of course, of course, smoke weed all day at work. I'm in recovery now, by the way. And, and it's, it's like, you know, it's something. Uh, I feel like I owe amends to this place because I probably drove by smoking cracks so many times with you guys standing outside. I'm not even kidding. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad that was funny though. Uh, so, so um, I smoke weed at work. Like we would leave at, at two o'clock break to do like a, a a forty ounce and blunt session, like around the corner at at um, the Presidio. Like sometimes I would be, I'd still have a little corner bag of coke before my fingernails are long because I play the guitar now too. Um, I'd still have some corner, you know, a little corner of coke and go and like in the bathroom and take a couple bumps until I was finished and then finally the crash would hit then I would go sneak out to my car and go to sleep until it was lunchtime to call for sandwiches <coughs> and uh, so I got up and did my job then and then uh, one thing I so so I'm in recovery now and I, I started playing the guitar uh, one thing I have never done um, is do LSD at work like I as a matter of fact I drove down I, I used to drive around uh, I like driving and getting high. Um, on Haight Street, at, on Mushrooms one time, and we pulled over, and I, I was parked. 
four of us in the car and I was pulled up behind this car and we sat there for like five or 10 minutes. And uh, somebody was like, how come we're not moving? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess a person in front of me was double parked. And we just sat there for hell along waiting for the person. Like, I thought it was a line of traffic, right? So I hit the, I, this is all fucking freestyle. So I hit the uh, reverse. <laughs> I hit the reverse. And I just kind of leaned back and hit the gas. And all you heard was, boom, boom, shh, pow. And I was like, what the fuck? I hit the brakes. And this lady, like, crawls up off the ground. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? She goes, uh, I think so. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> fucking mash down, fucking took off. She was okay, man. She told me she was okay. I think she was French. She had a French accent. <laughs> so, so like, I, uh, uh, one of my one of my favorite things to do at work is swing stage, and swing stage is when you, um, it's like the window washers. So you go up like fucking. 14, 15, 16, 20 floors sometimes. And like, I wonder what it'll be like up on that stage, like in the wind by Golden Gate, Golden Gate Bridge, like a lot of the jobs in Pacific Heights are tall old buildings. And like the wind is kind of like you're on a ship all day long, like on LSD though. Like, fuck yeah, this is the shit, right? And I was like, damn, I don't know if I'd be able to hang because I'm hanging off the building. <laughs> that was new. I didn't even think of that. Okay, I'm gonna wrap it up. I promise. So then, uh, so then I thought about it. Um, Doc Ellis pitched a no-hitter on LSD. And I was like, hell yeah, he's one of the best pitchers in the world. You pitch a no-hitter, that's as high as you can get. And then I was like, uh, Jimi Hendrix took LSD every day on stage, at work. On stage, at work. Jimi Hendrix, at least one of the top five guitar players in history. And then I was like, fuck yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to be one of the top five house painters in history. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, except for one more joke. I got a couple seconds. One more joke. I saw a meme. This is hella funny. I saw a meme. <laughs> I, saw, <laughs> I saw a meme that said uh, in October, because, because it's uh, every time you yawn, a ghost sticks his dick in your mouth. And I was like, that should make people keep your fucking mask on. Anyway, <laughs> that's funny to me. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Johnny G, everyone, yay! Was that your first time doing stand-up? Yay, it was your second time, yay! Johnny G, everybody. All right, we have one last comedian who's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for James. Yeah, you're right. Yo, be easy on me, guys. I'm quite new at this. This is my uh, third open mic, I think. But yeah, this is probably just gonna go off the dome. I bet you guys have been talking about like dicks and cum and a lot of Tinder jokes. I've, like you know, I feel like that's like a common thread right now for like most open mics. So I'm gonna like you know bring in some more Tinder shit, but I also want want to like bring up the fact that the fucking Giants lost. Like I don't know anybody here from like SoCal. Anybody here from SoCal? No. Okay, good. All right. Fuck SoCal, right? Yeah. What California burrito? Who needs French fries in the burritos? And who the fuck decided? That San Diego would decide, oh, this burrito is the California burrito, you know? And fuck Dodger dogs, like a fucking longer hot dog. Like, no. Like, I have an irrational rage to Southern California. Like, L.A. has Lakers. They got Clippers. They got the Steelers. They got the Rams. They got a fucking hockey team in the desert. How the fuck are they going to win this World Series? Or they might win this World Series, I don't know. But how the fuck can they take this away from the Giants? I'm not even a Giants fan. I'm a fucking Oakland A's fan. But you know what? 
I've been just sort of like dealing with that. But I mean, I feel like it's good to have a little bit of rage about nothing because I don't fuck with baseball at all. I just don't fucking, I just don't fuck with SoCal. So there's my rant. But also what else? Mm. Oh yeah, like I, I really, really identify with the fact that you don't fuck with camping. I don't fuck with camping. I can hardly shit in public. <laughs> like I always have this like traumatic experience of me like at a club. There's a line out the door, and they're going like, yo, who's doing coke in the bathroom? No, this guy's taking a fat shit right now. And I'm like, oh, God, you hear, like, you know, Flo Rider playing in the background. And you're like, oh, when you take a shit at a club, it's not going to be a regular shit. It's going to be an emergency shit. You're clutching your ankles, and you just hear the club in the background. Like, most of the times, I just have my fucking work toilet and my home toilet. Everything else is, like, enemy territory. I can't fucking deal with, like, any other, like, stalls. I need a lock, I need a key, I need to know that I'm gonna be in there for maybe 15 to 20 minutes and be fine with that. At a stall, no. So like mostly like when I'm dancing, homies are there and you know, they like get some little bit of like the bubble guts and just go like, peace, bye. And they're like, oh, what the fuck happened to James? Oh no, he had to go take a lift back home pretty much. They take a shit. Because I mean like, you just can't go back on the dance floor and being like, oh yeah, everything's cool, I just like, took a fat shit, you know? Hmm, I got IBS. <laughs> I hear people have ADD, IBS, anxiety. I think anxiety may be linked to the IBS, but I don't know. Like, I am glad that, like, you know, I have lived this long without taking a shit in public. I've, making it, I've never taken a shit in the wild. I can't deal with that shit. I mean, like, I have one homie who pretty much said, like, you know what? I got a portable bidet. Like, you know, you just sort of, like, I was asking him, like, the whole logistics of it. Like, you... Hug a tree, uh, like, a squat, and, like, it's a water bottle with this little faucet you just, like, squirt in there. Like, why do people go camping? Like, is life so easy that you just want to play life on hard mode? Like, you know, just sort of like, oh, I need this shit, actually. Like, I want to have the experience of taking a shit in, you know, taking a shit in the wild or, you know, spending money on the tents and shit like that. Mm. I think that's pretty much it, you know? I, okay, any, any other uh, feedback or anything else? I would like to, you know, know about my, you know, deliveries, sta stage presence. Do you want to hear about Squid Game or anything else? I'm like Korean. Huh? No? All right. All right, thank you. Yay, James. So, James, next time, next time what you do is you, you when I put out the pre-sign, the day before, at like noon, and then you and then you do the little Venmo, and then you DM me on the messenger, and so what I do is I use that as a timestamp, so that it's all in one place, because it's really hard for me to like look at Venmo and look at the Barrier Comedy Network and look at all these different places to like figure where everybody put it. If it's all in one place, it just makes it so much easier for me. So thank you for dealing with my you know organizational things. That's it makes it easier. So cool. Um, are you guys willing to let me do like one little joke? Is that okay? Okay, yay me, yay. Just because I gave you candy doesn't mean. Uh, everyone was talking about dreams today, which I thought was very interesting. And I linked up with this thing with, with you. When I was a child, I would have a dream where there were no stalls on the doors, but you were supposed to sit down and everyone was facing each other. 
It was a dream, but it was the only thing that kept me from wetting the bed. Because the entire time I'd be sitting in the dream on the toilet and I'd be like, I can't go, I can't go. I'm so embarrassed, I can't do it. And then I'd wake up and be like, I have to pee really badly. And I'd run to the bathroom and I wouldn't wet the bed. So like my discipline in my mind was like, don't wet the bed. And I was dreaming about having to pee. And it was like a, it was like an A's game or something like that. But we were all looking at each other and everyone else was peeing like it was normal. And I was just like, I can't do it. Pee shy. I was like eight. Uh, that was a dream thing. What else have I been thinking about? So I, um, I'm going to compare myself to Socrates. Oh my God, the hubris of me. But he used to walk a lot and think, and he never wrote anything down because thought was the essence of everything. And if you wrote it down, it became derivative. Plato wrote everything down for Socrates. This isn't a TED talk. I'm going to get to it. I walk a lot. I walk like five miles a day. I really do. And I think, and I thought so much during COVID and I got lonely and desperate and weird. And I thought some of the most disgusting thoughts. And that's when I was thinking about Socrates, of course he didn't write anything down because he was going to get us all in trouble. Like <laughs> I see what the Greeks wrote about in their stuff. There was woo, the stuff he wasn't writing down. Jesus Christ, what was he thinking about? So I wrote this thing down that I shouldn't have written down and then I wrote it down I thought it and I was like don't think that you just thought that and I was like I'm a terrible person and then I wrote it down and then I was like fuck fuck now I wrote it down and then I looked at it and I had ha ah, and then it became a thought and now it exists as a thought and so now I have to tell you what it is it's just terrible this is what made me be like I'm clearly going to hell I was walking around and the sun was out and everything and I was so lonely and bored and the streets were covid -y and it was terrible and I thought to myself I am so bored that I want to rip out my own IUD and like fuck some guy to get pregnant so I can have an abortion just so I have something to do. Like, I'm so bored. I want drama. Nothing has happened. I'm bored of Netflix. I just want to have an abortion for some free drugs, okay? This is what I want. I want midazolam. I want my midazolam. I want to talk to a doctor. They always have masks on anyways. They're safe, right? have an abortion for fun <laughs> like for sport i'm a terrible see this is why i'm a terrible person and i'm going to here's the other reason i'm going to hell and i'll leave you with this a long time ago i used to be a teacher and i moved school districts and my now ex-husband was a veterinarian and every year we got to go on these really fun trips to places that it you know so anyways it was we got to go to disney world was where his veterinary conference was and i'm like i want to go to disney world it's gonna be great but it was during the first week of school that i was teaching at a new district so I told my principal that I had to get an abortion. <laughs> and I lied and I went to Disney World. Da, 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 the first week of school. And then I came back from a long weekend and she was like, are you okay? Do you need more time? And I was like, no, I'm, I think I'm, you know, I've, I've thought a lot about children in the past couple days. <laughs> okay, thank you guys. Yay! Thank you, everybody, for being here. Um, this was really fun, and we do this every Monday. Also, on Fridays, there's an open mic at 6 o'clock. Same kind of deal with the pre-sign, like on Thursday at, at um, what's it called, at noon. And also, if you don't want to, like, pay money on Venmo, there's other things you can do, like pass out flyers for me or, like, Instagram posts or post, like, things on your story if you're willing to do that in lieu of money. Boy, does that, that's meaningful to me. Um, cool, okay, everybody have a really great night and I'll see you all again sometime.
through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Coming soon, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Six venues, 24 shows, 7 days, 75 comics from all over the United States at amazing local venues, Asiento, Atlas Cafe, El Rio, Milk Bar, OMG, and The Bar. On Dolores. Special headliner shows at El Rio, Thursday night, 7 and 9 o'clock, featuring Scott Capuro, headliner, amazing comedian. Also, Andy Iwancio out of Seattle here for the sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are $10, except the headlining show, which are 20 You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro. A sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink. So you want a few stopovers. 
You get warmed up at Leftio Duels, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the Hoi Polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping. 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF. Dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf the ministry of lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. 
magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky, volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Puppies. Too many puppies being shot in the dark. This is Primordial Soup getting an early start. Hopefully that's okay, Pam. Another great joke workshop in the books. One day I'll have the courage to do it. Primus saw a Primus show on Friday. 